Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. Hey, we are kicking off a brand new collection of talks today for the next three weeks, and uh, we've titled this collection, Easter People. And it's my honor to get to share this morning. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. Who's got a donkey? We need a donkey at church. It's Palm Sunday. Andrew McBeth doesn't have a donkey anymore. So if you've got a donkey, we want to borrow it for next Sunday morning. But next Sunday's Palm Sunday. We're super excited about that. But the thing about Easter is when you come to preach about it, the truth is it's the resurrection story. And we look where it was prophesied in Isaiah 25, verse 8. It says, he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces and the reproach of his people. He will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And we just look this morning to just get into some text of the story because we approach Easter from an upside down perspective in that we are not sitting this side of Easter not knowing the story. Yeah? We, we know the outcome. We, we, we know the whole story. And like to, to, to put it into words, we're just going to try our best. Andy Gamble is going to try our best. I'm looking out there. Andy Pollock, would you rescue me this morning? Would you read the Bible? Let's give it up for AP. He's going to come this morning. And you're going to be, you're, 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 know what your title is for this church? You're now the lay reader of the church. This is what we're, this is what we're going to tell you. I didn't pre-warn this guy. I just chucked him in the deep end. So you can either read from here, Andrew, or you can, I have three different versions. So your choice, but it's from the Northern Ireland version. He's going to read the story. It's from Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. What's going on with your Bible here? Aye, there we go. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. He went, she went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterwards, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe him either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on people who are ill 
and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Let's go for AP. God, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, God, that you are not dead, but you're alive. And God, as we approach Easter, we approach this Easter, we pray, God, that you would help us to draw near to you, to see you. And in these next few moments, we would hear your voice in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. If we get included in Christ's sin conquered death, this is Romans chapter 8, verse 8 to 11. We also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death, death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. But but alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. And you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive in God. Easter is a season where we come to where we know the narrative. We know the story. We know that Jesus was crucified. But the most important thing that we know is that he was not just crucified, he rose from the dead. And when I said at the start of this collection of talks, just these few moments ago, is that we, read, that we approach the Easter story with an upside down. We are on top of the game. We know the outcome. We have the story. We get the power of the cross. Jesus Christ died, but he rose again. And the power of that means that you and I both can have access and relationship to him, through him, and that's how it is. It's in Christ we are met. It's through Christ that we live. Approaching Easter is a great time for the believers, for the church. It's, it's the time where we get to reflect on all that he has done. We reflect that he has a relationship. He has a journey for each and every single person on planet Earth. Easter is a time where we remember that Jesus is not dead, but he is alive. And that means something to every single person on planet Earth, differently to me and differently to you. But the facts are that there are freeness, that there is fullness, and there is life in Jesus Christ. I believe this, that you never really find out who you are and what you're living for until you connect first with Jesus. You connect with Jesus first, and then you discover who you are. Following Jesus is not boring. Following Jesus is exciting. Hey, I know if you know some boring Christians, I'm going to say the line again. The fact is, Christianity is not boring. It's just the fact that I know some boring Christians. Being a Christian, following Jesus is a life fullness of God. Would you agree with me this morning? Living for Jesus is not something that we need to back down about. It's not something we need to apologize about. It's not something we need to be embarrassed about. It's not something that's weird. It's something that's phenomenal. It's true contentment. He brings hope. He brings peace. He brings calm when there is no calm. He can bring healing when there is no healing. He can bring hope when there doesn't seem like no hope. It's just the best time of the year to remember all that he has done. 
So we approach this Easter, and next Sunday we're going to look at Palm Sunday and the story, the part where before the thing, and then we're going to come before his death, before his crucifixion, and then on Easter Sunday we're going to celebrate all that he has done. And we are excited for Easter Sunday. I am looking forward to it. Um, a friend of mine said to me, Andy, it's the most powerful church billboard I've ever seen because you've told us every, you've told us that you love us by your family fun day because it was just relevant. I'm excited for people coming to church. Invite your friends and family to church. But as well as that, they're going to also get an extra nugget because they're going to get to hear a message of salvation. Jesus saves souls then and he saves souls today. Would you agree with me? But he also is a good hand at saving Christians. And it's kind of about that point that I want to speak about this morning. As we approach Easter and as we approach this season of um, resurrection and remembering all that is and holy and all that, that's wrapped around religion and remembering Jesus and what it really means to me and my life and what really does it mean to you and your life. You see, I've got a quote here if I can find it because I just see it's not in my notes for some reason, but this is not the end of your story. This is not the end of your narrative. This is not the end of your journey. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in a person and his name is Jesus. This is not the end. It's not over. There is more for you. Your, 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 your troubles, your, your fears, your worries, your doubts is not finished yet because this is not the end of your story. I love when Romans says, never again will death have the last word. And I'm searching for my other quote that I have not got a clue where I placed it, but we are going to get it. You see, peace isn't the absence of troubles or problems. Peace is in the presence of God. And this week, I found myself having several conversations with people that are going through situations in their life. They're going through challenges, they're going through um, frustrations, and, and, and each and every single conversation I've had, I, 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 I started and I ended up with the same thing. Have you spent time in the presence of God? This Sunday, is, is, I don't believe this message is, is, is going to blow your mind of revelation this morning. I believe this message is a reminder message. The basic truth is the gospel. And we've got to get back to the, 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 the bottom line core of it. Are we spending time with the presence of God? Are, are we, as, as people, going with our problems first to the person that can help us with our problems? It's incredible to me the amount of people that ask Hey, I, I, I have seen a Christian counselor. I still see a Christian counselor. I think it's a healthy thing. Seeing a counselor is not a weird thing. It's not a wacky thing. I think it's a phenomenal thing to do. I, I too meet other Christian pastors, but over the last weeks and, 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 and days, it has become relevant to me that my hope is not in a counselor, and my hope is not in a pastor, my hope is not in a person on earth. My hope is in a person, and his name is Jesus. My hope is not found in how many people is in this room or how many people are not in this room or how, um, how big my house is or how cool my car is. My hope is not in my job. My hope is not in my career. My hope is not in my bank balance. My hope is not in a skyline. 
My hope is not in a my hope is not in a horse, a cart, a carriage. My hope is not in a status. If I'm single, married, free, done. If I'm unemployed, if I'm employed, my hope is not in if I'm cool or I'm not cool. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And, and to simplify this whole thing, when I go into life's troubles and life's tribulations, it just changes everything. When I stop and I pause and I come back to the fact that Jesus Christ came to planet Earth. He went through all the struggles that I go through. He went through the, the years and the, the, the teenage years. He went through maturity. He went through, he went through all the stuff. And he, and he hung on a cross and he died for me and he died for you. He gave, God gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Not only would we have eternal life, but we would have a full, connected, personal, authentic relationship, full of life, full of purpose here on planet earth. But somehow as life has went on and, and us as all as adults and people and kids or whoever you are out there, uh, we have got away from the main thing. When you take your eyes of Jesus, it just gets cloudy. This week I got some news and for a second I started to lift my eyes off Jesus and when I stopped looking at the thing that I, the news that was brought to me and I, and I brought myself back to who I am and who God says I am, suddenly that thing that was brought to me that wasn't the best news, I'm not going to lie, was, was dwindled down. It was, it was, it was this height. Because my God is not dead. My God is alive. And I, am get, I get to have free access unlimited to him. We launched Glorify. And if you guys don't have the app, we sent you a text. Please let me know after church. I'll get you started on it. It's a daily devotion walking with God. The most important thing that you can do is get connected and be connected to the Lord. Like, it's not like you sitting here today. If your life is hanging on coming here to hear a great preacher, well, you're already beat anyway. Everyone was going to say, no way, this is amazing. <laughs> Jokes. Good reading, though. It, it, it's not about that. Hey, coming to church on Sunday morning just matters, hey. You never leave coming to church worse. And, hey, if this isn't your church and you're just visiting with us, be in your church, man. Get woman, get the church. It's just going to help you in church. Some guys were going to a car show today. They, they, they text me. I was going, hey, we're going to come here first. For, and it just like it blessed me because I was like, you know what? You're going to have a better day for coming to church. There's just something about being in the body. And this week we're building a house. Hey, ho, another house journey, another house story. I, I go to the site early in the morning. And um, I was over and mum and dad, uh, they, they have a, a, a thing at the side of their house, like a log cabin, free plug. What's the name of it there? Bovis the Lodge. Check her out in Airbnb. A nice wee night away for you and the missus there, sir. And uh, a hot tub, the whole shit match. But our house is being built just beside the log cabin. And I'm over there early this week, and um, I had a can go. I had to, had to do a bit of can going and cutting a bit of a hole out to let a pipe through uh, the ventilation for where our hob's going to be. I piped that myself. I did. I'm a, ma I, I'm a man. Whenever that fan starts jamming and giving baller in three years' time, I'll be shouting that the boy put it in wrong. But I had to bust a wall through, and... As I was standing there, I was like, it's 27. My man and dad's probably sleeping, but even that, they've got guests in the log cabin. Aha. So I'm up and I'm kind of going with a hammer, you know. <laughs> you know, like, it's kind of like, no way you go. Okay. No. It's like, no, bolster. No, it's like, 
And there's a kango sitting there like, like Mr. Bean. And um, I was like, you know, talking to myself. <laughs> and I couldn't get the wall bust. It was just a handle. It was just like, this is not working out. And just in a moment of madness, I said, screw whoever's listening to me. The wall's going down. And I just forgot about it and probably got some bad reviews there, Helen, on Airbnb. I think you do have one already because I did check. Uh, it's good to note that there is a building site next door. I apologize for that. The building site's not going to be long. The house is going to be finished. We're going to be in by September. Somebody say amen. That's good. I agree with that. Um, even before that, as long as I'm in for my wife's 30th birthday. Code and high water. Eh? Get all the Bible verses you want. We need in the house for her 30th birthday. Bottom line, I'm dead. Um, I'm not dead. I just want to get in for her 30th birthday. Rabbit hole. Get out of there. But, but I'm, in the, I'm in the wall, and I reach the kango, wheel the thing through, and two seconds, break through, the whole thing's done. And here's what God spoke to me in a moment of ma- in a moment of me just going, do you know what? I'm not going to care who listens to me. I'm going to pay the consequences. If my mother kills me, she can kill me if she wants. She's not even here this morning. She can listen to this podcast and she can kill me later. Um, my, my, my dad, they can say whatever they want. The guests can get offended if they want. They can think whatever they want of me. They can, they can think I'm crazy or they think I'm too loud or they can think whatever. But the truth is my breakthrough only lies when the moment I forget about what everyone else thinks about me and I focus on what I have in my hand and I push through and I get my breakthrough. Here's the thing, Hills Church, your breakthrough will lie in the Lord when you stop thinking about what everyone else thinks of you. The truth is this here, we are a lot of Christians living on planet earth that have total access to a Jesus that's not dead, that is alive. He is able to do anything you know, way more than you can ever dream of or imagine. God literally can heal you from any illness that you have right now. Peter McNaught is at home with a sore back. Be healed, Peter. Someone just told me there this morning they're losing another friend. Bring peace and calm to that situation. Hey, God can do anything you know, way more than you can ever dream of or imagine. But the truth is, we're being held back for the fear of what we think think someone else will think. We're, we're being held back for the fear of will that make someone else uncomfortable? How would that look on my behalf? We're held back for fear of what other people will say or think about it. And here's what I'm going to tell you this morning. And this is a word for the first collection of Easter people. We are, we are going to be Easter people. Here's what we're going to be. We're going to be Jesus people. That's what this collection of talks really is. And the power of being a Jesus person is that you have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The person can get you in where you shouldn't be. The person that can do what you cannot do. The person that is Jesus. But the truth is, your breakthrough, whatever breakthrough you are looking for right now, lies in the moment that you're going to forget about what everyone else thinks and go with what you already know. Because the truth is, Sometimes, whenever it comes to situations in our life, we get more influenced by the people that are around us than the person that's with inside of us. So often, we get, we get influenced and distracted and led by the people that are around us, and we forget the person that is inside of us. I love in verse 4 in Mark chapter 16, but... When they looked up, it says. And then, but go, the man tells them. Tell disciples, you will grow when you go. You've got to go with the things of God, Hills Church. And if you go with the things of God, 
if you go not caring what other people think, hey, if you are worried about what other people think of you and you've came to church this morning and you're putting your flag in the ground, fair play to you. If you are worried about what your colleagues think of you for going to church or following Jesus or praying or asking, hey, if you're worried, listen here, there's colleagues in your work right now that need a breakthrough. And guess what? God has you there to be a part of that breakthrough. But there's something about us as human beings. The truth is, it's ridiculous when you think of the Western world. The biggest thing that's holding us back from being bold in our faith and being forward is thinking of what will other people think? I just want to tell you this morning that your breakthrough, or maybe the people that's in your world, breakthrough lies in the moment that you forget what other people are going to think, say, or think about you, and you forget about it, and you get your can go out in Jesus' name, and you go, I'm going to get that breakthrough. Hey, maybe you're here this morning, and it's a new job you're applying for. It's a new career path you're looking for. It's, should I retire? You're on the other end of the spectrum. You are thinking about what you're going to do with your inheritance. You are thinking about what you're going to do with the next season. You are thinking about a relationship. You are single right now, and that is an issue for you. You are in a relationship, and that's an issue. Your health is not where it should be. You're here this morning, and there's something going on with someone else's health. There's, there's, there's something. There's, you're here, and there's a relational issue in your life with a sibling or a friend or a, a, a something. There's, there's a need in your life. Everybody needs a breakthrough and something. And if it's not now, it's going to be sometime. And here's the thing as we approach Easter, Easter people. We have the whole thing sorted out because we get to know the whole story. We get to read Romans 6 chapter, 6 chapter, Romans chapter 6 verses 8 to 11. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquered death, we also get included, included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus, Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal that the end of death as the end Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. And you hang on every word. You are dead to sin. And you're alive in God. Hey, if you need breakthrough in sin in your life, something that's bugging you. There's a thing that always keeps popping his head up. Your breakthrough lies in the moment when you stop thinking about what everyone else is going to say, what everyone else is going to think, what other people are going to say about me, think about me, and you go, you know what, God, I'm going to take a chance here, and I'm going to get myself down on my hands and knees, and I'm going to push into you no matter if it makes sense or not, because God, I know that you died and you came for me. I know that you have a plan and you have a purpose for me. I know that resurrection is found in you. My resurrection and my story isn't found in a person that I am surrounded by, but God, it is found in a person that is inside of me in your name is Jesus. And I believe that your breakthrough is going to happen this Easter.
Yes? Yes? What's your breakthrough? What's your breakthrough? What do you need? What do you need? What do we need? What do we need forgiveness for? What do we need to repent from? What do we need provision for? What do we need practically, spiritually, emotionally? Mental health, be gone. It is not the end of your story. It's the beginning of your God-given purpose. There's more for your life. There's more for your journey. You're not trapped. You're just getting started. You just got to come back to the start. And hey, if you're here this weekend and you are connected fully to God and you are getting on so well, it's not even funny. Hey, I want to tell you something now. Is there someone then that you need to help? Is there, is there someone that you could reach out to, to be generous to, to be kind to, to, hey, offer to prayer? Hey, I, I want to go a little bit further to invite them to church. To say to them, hey, band, do you want to come up as we're going to close? Do you want to say to them, hey, do you want to come to church? Like, the, the honest truth, Hills Church, God is building his church and he is doing the things of God. God does only what he can do, but he uses people like us to do it. And the truth is, when's the last time you asked someone to come to church? Andy, when's the last time you asked someone to come to church? I didn't invite someone to church last night because I genuinely, for a moment, listened to my own preach. I'm preaching to myself this morning, Hills Church, not you. I didn't ask them because I was thinking in a moment, a second, but now when I think on it, I was standing there, I could have, all I had to do was say, hey, why are you coming to church tomorrow? I, I didn't do it because I, I, I think genuinely, if I'm being honest, I was thinking maybe they might think I'm intruding on them. I, I, I was in a situation the other day and I missed an opportunity to go, hey, can I pray for you? Because in a moment I was like, might be the appropriate time in a shop. They might, they might get offended at me. What am I thinking? Who cares what people think of me? Go and you'll grow. Who cares if the cabin next door is going to go mad for a second? I need my breakthrough. And when I stopped caring about what they thought and I pushed into what I knew, I got my breakthrough in seconds. And I look at that and I use that as an example to go, this week, maybe, may I be in front of you this morning, I submit this to you, will I not miss a moment? God, help me to be a person that doesn't miss a moment for what someone else would think. If I'm to help someone else or in my own journey or to help God, would, would I would be worried, God, about what someone else would say or what someone else would do or would it even make sense? And, you know, and we're looking for some things and I've got some things in these next few months I want to navigate and what am I going to do? Am I going to go, am I going to go with the current or am I going to go against it? I'm going to go against it. I'm going to choose to go, no, no, God, I, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe for a little bit more crazy. I'm going to believe for breakthrough and I'm going to believe for things to happen the way you do it. I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have you pull the miracle, God. 
So I'm going to trust you. And I, I just leave it as we close today's message. Hey, we're coming to Easter. I, I'm excited next Sunday for Palm Sunday. Get the church going to be a great day. Take some flyers, please. Take some flyers. Invite some families. There's going to be a carnival outside. There's a farm coming. There's loads of things. To, uh, the, uh, the kids are going to be in service next and Easter Sunday as well. It's going to be a great morning. And uh, we're going to, I'm going to speak about my testimony and the power of salvation in a very, very, very practical and simple way. But I believe God has got us aligned that message for that day. But as we settle ourselves to Easter, hey, we're coming to midweek. Don't miss midweek this week. And we're trying to navigate to have a good Friday service as well. We just need to sort the venue for that. But, but hey, what, would, you, would you just take some time today on the way home to go to, rem- to remember Jesus for who he is to you? You, personally. Because how you walk with Jesus might look a little bit different than me, but the point is, are you walking with the Lord? Are you giving God your stuff? Are you giving God your situations? Have you given him your scenarios? Hey, we just read the Easter story. We, we hear that, we've heard it, that Jesus is not dead, but, but, but when they looked up, he, they saw the stone was rolled away. See, but God, moments can happen. But are you giving them to God? So your scenario right now, I'm asking you a question. Have you actually given it to the Lord? I'm telling you something now. If you give that to the Lord, if you spend, a, even you take five minutes and put on a timer in your clock and say, I'm going to spend time with God for five minutes, you will not come out of the moments worse. I'm telling you, God will meet you where you're at. And then to go a little bit further, hey, what's holding you back? Is there something holding you back from your breakthrough? from accessing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords fully. Well, whatever that is, kick it out the door and push in because you're going to get your breakthrough. Stand with me as I pray this morning. God, we just stole our hearts. We just stole our hearts right now. people in this room that anxiety is knocking on your door depression is there people in this door have there's people in this room are listening has worry and there's worry in your world you're worried there's reconciliation is a word for some people in this room right now healing there's people in this room who are experiencing loss trauma different things people in this room relationship issues, friendship issues, there's financial pressures, there's different things going on. So God, we just still ourselves, we give you every situation, there's people needing breakthrough this exact week. I, I just pray God, whatever that is right now, be it God for ourselves or be it for someone else. Bring that breakthrough. 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 Heal. Restore. Fix. Provide. Blow us away, oh God, by what you can do. God, that we wouldn't get caught up on the people around us but we would focus on the person who is in our soul and that is you oh God and God as we worship you in these next few moments would we give us your would we would we give you our stuff in Jesus name we all said Amen
Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?